Cut that shit, man. This is King Known Uncensored. We're going to call this game two Batman. All right, man. Check this out. So, it's been a lot of debates about who's the real Batman on the Milwaukee Bucks. It actually really is a debate. I mean, some people are just stupid. And um, some people are just born dumb. You know, I don't like to call my fellow black people dumb, but some of y'all niggas is really fucking dumb. Like, cats like Kendrick Perkins and, you know, and I'm disappointed in Steven Jackson for agreeing with Kendrick Perkins that Middleton's the real Batman. You know, I expect that out of Perk, but not out of Captain Jack, a player who I loved as a player. I mean, I liked all the smoke. You know, until they got exposed, but we're not going to get into that. But I'm just saying, though. Yana showed y'all who the real Puff Daddy is. Yes. The Milwaukee Bucks came home to do exactly what I said they would do. Which is win. But I ain't know they was going to whoop their motherfucking ass, though. I ain't know it was going to be like that. Because the first half was very, very close. It was very tight. Very tight. Very tight in the first half. But then, all of a sudden, Giannis took off. And so did Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday had a really good game. Chris Middleton had a decent game. You know, Batman was doing his job being the third option. As he's supposed to be. That's what Middleton is. He's a third option or a second option on a basketball team. He's Scotty Middleton. Or should I say Larsa Middleton? <laughs> Chris Benoit. You know what I'm saying? 
But Antipo Negro, one of the best players in the world, I should say. 41 points, 13 rebounds, and 6 assists. Are you not entertained? Because I sure was. I know a lot of y'all hating ass, dick sucking, faggot ass, pussy niggas is mad. Because your favorite player or your favorite team didn't make it to the finals. It's boring. If you're a real true NBA fan, you would love to see new champions every year. New chances for new players to receive some hardware. To add some parity to the fucking league. I'm sick of seeing Steph and LeBron every fucking year. I want some new cats. I mean, I'm glad Anthony Davis won a championship, even though it was a fake championship. I was glad to see that. I love that for AD. And that's why I want to see Giannis get this ring this year. I mean, if Chris Paul and Devin Booker get a ring, that'd be great too. That's good for the game. Chris Paul establishes himself amongst maybe the top five to seven point guards in NBA history if he hasn't done that already. And Devin Booker establishes himself amongst the elite young basketball talents of the league. And if Giannis wins, he has a ring on his legacy. No matter what happens the rest of his career, he has that championship. And that's what I, who I really want to win, to be honest. But I don't care who wins this series because my heart is not in this series because, shit, both my teams at the crib and have been... <laughs> they are lottery bound this year. And I'm hoping we have some good drafts. But um, anyway, Drew Holiday, 21 points, 9 assists. Man, he showed up today. He is the true number two. Drew is number two. Bobby Portis finally showed up to the party because I that nigga was on the motherfucking milk carton. He hadn't done shit this series. He only averaged three points a game. Tonight, he had 11 points and eight rebounds. There's something about that Milwaukee crowd that gets Bobby Portis all into the game. Mind you, in every series except the Nets series, um, the Bucks have had home court advantage. I think. Yeah, the Bucks had home court advantage in every series except the Nets series and the finals. So, I mean, all Milwaukee really has to do is protect home court, which I think they will. I had Bucks in six, and I'm not hiding from my pick. I had told people time and time again, Milwaukee was not going to go down to 3-0. They weren't. Milwaukee was going to make this shit competitive. And Giannis Antetokounmpo-Negro was going to show his ass. It was up to the rest of his team to do so. Middleton had 18. Brooke Lopez had 11. Five niggas in double figures. That's not bad. So shout out to Milwaukee for holding down home court and winning 120 to 100. This is just what championship basketball is really all about. Now, being the Phoenix Suns, ooh, it was a rough night. Even though they had five uh, niggas in double figures, even Maxwell had the play of the night, which was a dunk on P.J. Tucker. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> nigga Maxwell. Cameron Johnson had 14 points. Um, Chris Paul had his usual 19 and 9. D Book. Oh my God. This is the worst game I've ever seen Devin Booker play. He only had 10 points on 3 of 14, shooting 1 of 7 from 3. I don't think he's going to have another game like that. But Drew Holiday put the lock on that boy tonight. He couldn't do nothing. He couldn't move nothing. DeAndre Ayton had a good game, 18 points, 9 rebounds. Jay Crowder was 6 of 7 from 3 tonight, 18 points. But unfortunately, it wasn't enough as... Uh, last game's game two hero Michael Bridges only had four points and only attempted four shots. But tonight I have another version of my new segment, Ten Verses. And yes, we're gonna challenge, we're gonna uh, channel into a legend, a top ten all time rapper. A guy who's arguably a top three, top five, I say a top five lyricist of all time. We're going to channel into what I view. Notice the context. My view on the 10 best Rakim verses. The God Allah MC. Now, we're going to get into it because, you know, 10 verses is a long segment. All right. Number 10. This was on uh, an Eric B. and Rakim album. I know I know I'm not going to have many Rakim solo albums because I don't know any Rakim solo. I mean, I, I mean, I know about the 18th letter album. I know that's a classic and shit, but none of that shit made it because Rakim is already a legend. So it's hard to, like, pick... What's the best over his classic shit with Eric B? But the number 10 position was on a song called Pass the Grenade. And this is a very underrated Rakim song. It was on the uh, album called um, Don't Sweat the Technique. And yes, Don't Sweat the Technique did not make it onto this list. Like, no verse from that record, but... Um, Pastor Grenade, um, this was the last verse on the song. And this is Pastor Grenade on uh Don't Sweat the Technique. What year did this come out? I'm trying to remember. Oh, it was 91. Oh, Jesus. Damn. Still rock him nice. Alright, let me I'm gonna play that verse. Uh number 10, Pastor Grenade. <laughs> Listen to this motherfucker, man. This nigga was nasty. Album cut, but damn that 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 song could be used for action movies. 
Um, on the same album, the number nine Rock Him verse. The number nine Rock Him verse is um on the same album Don't Sweat the Technique. It's called The Punisher. And this is another song where let me tell you something. This is rap right here. This is rap in its purest form. This is lyricism at its highest form. And you will respect the man known as Rock Him, okay? You will respect William Griffin the third, nigga. On my mama and them. That's on Mary Had a Little Fucking Lamb. Let's move to the Punisher, verse three. You know, this nigga Rock Him never had no fucking hooks on these songs, bro. And was still killing. But let's go with it. Into his rhymes, perform like surgery, cut so deep, you'll be bleeding burgundy. My intellect wrecks and disconnects your cerebral cortex, your cerebral woman's next. Your conscience becomes subconscious. Soon your response is nonsense. The last words blurred, mumbled and slurred, then your birds are no longer heard. You get your lump rise up with your tongue tied. He put his way a hang, so he hung till he died. Reincarnate him and kill him again, again and again. Again and again, I leave them in the minds of limbs so you can see them. I got a dead MC in the museum. When I create them, I cremate them and complicate them. You can't save them, there's no ultimatum. Mike's lay around full of asses with the victim's name and slashes. I got a long list and I'ma get every one of you. Beware of the punisher. That motherfucker said, I got an MC mausoleum so you can see him. What? <laughs> Dog. That nigga Rakim used to snap, bro. That nigga is disgusting. But the number eight verse is a little different look for, for from Rakim. I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you, bro. This is a different look for Rakim altogether. On the 1991 House Party 2 soundtrack, um, Rakim had a song called What's On Your Mind. Now, Rakim wasn't necessarily known at the time for female records, but Rakim not only adjusted, but showed a whole nother level and a whole nother depth to his, you know, repertoire. Because we know Rakim nice, but, you know, to see him... Cater to the women and all that. That was a good look for dogs. So I'm going to play the third verse on What's On Your Mind. That's the name of the song. It was on the House Party 2 soundtrack. I think this is the verse. I want to know what's on your mind. And it's smooth and lovely I'm in your head so you'll be thinking of me So we met in Queens and went to Valley Streams And I couldn't remember the movie we just seen But it's Wednesday, take the train uptown High to 125th Street Sound Average night show time of the power Probably watch Bill Cosby tomorrow Then after that, get intimate I mean intimate Every word is an instrument Make a sound and tone to songs and moans My lips so close to your ear, it's like headphones Said you never know what the day will bring It's always a new song to sing The next day I went back to arrest Knocked on the door, intent is finesse She let me in and had nothing but a negligee on Smelling like Liz Claiborne I sat out and got comfortable and watched the hustle 
comfortable Sat next to me and said, what's up with you? I got the feeling, sexual healing And mental healing Now how you feeling? She caught the effect And said she feel the same Could you massage my intellect And stop the pain Cause I is yearning And fire is burning Your heart consists a lot you're learning Now I'm ready to explore your inner world It takes a long time But some just forget it, girl Take it easy Cut off the TV Cut off the lights Use your mind to see me Use your physical form If I'm hard to find Cause now I know what's on your mind Cause now I know what's on your mind I was acting like I was at the I was actually at the crib just listening to the damn song and shit. But yeah, we're gonna move on to number seven. Number seven was on a song released in 2002. Yes, yeah, a little bit later, but Rock Him still had it in 02. Believe me, we got a couple joints on this list from 02. We can't, it's unforgettable. Trust and believe. This song was on the Eight Mile soundtrack and it was called, it was self-titled. It was called Rakim. But the nigga was using his name as an acronym and shit. But we're going to go to that third verse. Yeah, I know. You know, Rakim had a lot of, he was a, he was always great on that third verse because, you know, he had to go last if he was on a record with two other niggas. You know, Rakim can't go first because them other Two verses ain't gonna hold no weight. You better have Hove or, or even with Hove. Be like, that nigga killed Jay-Z on a song. <laughs> Spoiler alert. But anyway, let's get to Rock Him verse three. Alright, let me fast forward this one. So my dog's gone. No pay. Keep it moving. I stand alone. It's the cat that broke back to a soul clap. Yeah. A smoke attract. I do is that poke rap. Rope backs that most slack that no back before they turn coke to crack. So my dog's having sirens on the firearms. Out cold dying walls of a high iron bar. The bullet ball the tire frogs when I evolve. Try and ball my dialogue. I am gone. Chick small to get next to my cone and sniff my cologne and get rock alone. Sex pots at home of testosterone. Caress my stress drops, bed rocks the bone. Hit the floors, hot for 2003. It's galore. Who rocks a style as wild well as me? Rest assured, when I rock that crowd, the screen, this melon. I rock mine out of the hand, it's the law. Yeah. Yeah, man, Rakim was just re-establishing that I'm still a top 10 rapper, I'm still nice, and I'm your OG, and I shall be respected as the God Allah MC, you heard? But number six comes from a legendary album, I tell you, a legendary album. Um, I believe it was, it was definitely on Paid in Full. Yes, Eric B. and Rakim paid in full. I think that was 1987. No, I, yeah, 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 it was 87. All right, this is the first verse, so I ain't got to fast forward that shit. I be hating that shit. You know, I like when I could just go right to the motherfucker. But yes, number six, I know you got soul. Verse one, let's go. Everybody rem everybody know this verse, at least. A majority of people know if you was just like, if you really into rap and not 
I'm not going to say people born after 2000 because that's not fair. Some of those kids actually go back and research. I'm just saying. I got to give y'all some credit. But not all the credit, of course, because most people don't give a fuck. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you without a strong mind to step to. Think of how many weeks shows you slept through. Time's up. I'm sorry I kept you. Thinking of this, you keep repeating your miss. The rhyme from the microphone solo with. So you sit by the radio and on the dial soon. As you hear it, pump up the volume. Dance with the speaker till you hear it blow. Then plug in a headphone, cause here it go. It's a four letter word when it's heard to control your body to dance. So, dot text and tempo like a red alert. Your reflex and let it work. When this is playing, you can't get stuck with the steps. So to say, and I'ma still come up with. I get to be swift. Follow the leader, the rhyme will go deaf with the record that was mixed a long time ago. It could be done, but only I could do it. For those that can dance and clap your hands to it. I start to think, and then I sink into the paper like I was in. When I'm writing, I'm trapped in between the line. I escape when I finish the rhyme. I got soul, soul, soul. Yeah, buddy, that was that prime Rakim right there. And now we're already into the top five Rakim verses ever, in my opinion, of course. But number five, <laughs> yeah, man, I believe that this is the first song Rakim ever released. I'm hoping I'm right. But then again, I don't know. I don't know when um this song came out i don't know what came out first paid in full or this record right here i don't remember because you know i was born in 89 so the old heads know when these motherfuckers came out and shit you know i was a little bit late to the party to the rock him party but not too late because when i used to watch interviews of like dre snoop corrupt and all these other real mcs and shit like you know, and then the New York rappers and shit, Rakim was on every one of their lists. And I'm like, what the fuck is a Rakim? Let me go get that shit. I need to get something by Rakim. Then I heard Paid in Full, and that was like a crack. That was like a crack pipe being lit for the first time. <laughs> but anyway, number five, I'm going to go with I Ain't No Joke, verse number one. We all know this verse. That's one of the verses in hip-hop history you should know. Not word for word, but you know it when you hear it. So let the mic smoke. Now I slam it when I'm gonna make sure it's broke. When I'm going, no one gets on. Cause I won't let nobody press up and mess up the scene I set. I like to stand in a crowd and watch the people wonder. Damn, but think about a thing you understand. I'm just an addict addicted to music. Maybe it's a habit. I gotta use it. Even if it's jazz or the quiet storm. I hook a beat up, convert it into hip hop form. Write a rhyme and graffiti in every show you see me in. Deep concentration, cause I'm no comedian. Jokers are wild if you wanna be tame. I treat you like a child. Then you're gonna be named Another enemy Not even a friend of me Cause you'll get fried in the end When you pretend to be competing Cause I just put your mind on pause And I complete when You compare my mind with yours I look you up and as I stare in your face You seem stunned Remember me The one you got your idea from But soon you start to suffer The tune get rougher When you start to stutter That's when you had enough of Fighting it'll make you choke You can't provoke You can't cope You should've broke Because I ain't no joke Joke yeah, man, this is just prime Rakim, dude. You know what I'm saying? 87 Rakim. You know what I'm talking about? That fucking Long Island invasion with Rakim and EPMD and shit. 
But anyway, man, number four, this is something that, of course, everybody should know for sure. Even the young ones, especially if you watch the movie that the sound, the song from the soundtrack is from. But um, this was uh, released in 1991 on the Juice soundtrack. No, 1992 on the Juice soundtrack. Um, the song is called Know the Ledge, and it's the first verse. Thank God. <laughs> I ain't got to fast forward. But yes, the number four all-time rock hymn verse, for me at least, I don't know about anybody else's, Know the Ledge, the first verse. Let's go. Everybody should know Know the Ledge by now, you know what I'm saying? And the crazy part is, you know, I think this was the first time that Rakim ever really cussed on a record, for real. I mean, he just said nigga, though. He ain't never say fuck shit or bitch or ass or no shit like that until, like, the millennium. You know, when he released the 18th letter, he cursed a little bit more. But, um, you know what I'm saying? His earlier work, that nigga did not cuss at all, bruh. That's what another avenue that makes him even more great you know because you know rap is an art form and rap is free expression and a lot of you know profanities you know what i'm saying a lot of lace profanities come out in music you know what i'm saying because of how you felt at the time but rakim was just a different dude he wanted to show that he was nice and he was a wordsmith and you know that he don't even necessarily need to cuss. But, I mean, sometimes he did. Especially on this next verse. Um, number three. This was released in 2002, I believe. Or was it? Yeah, it was 02. Rakim had just signed a deal with Dr. Dre and Aftermath. Even though things didn't work out and the album didn't formulate. He did make an appearance on Aftermath Artists' uh, Truth Hurts song called addictive and he had the last verse and this was a big huge single but unfortunately due to copyright infringement and and um not getting the sample fully cleared truth hurts never really made any money off of addictive and that's a crime within itself the person who basically owns the sample i think they got like 85 maybe 90 percent of that record And then DJ Quick and Truth Hurts had to split the rest of it. <laughs> Ain't that some shit? But anyway, the number three Rock Him all time verses his verse on Rock on, on his verse on Addictive. <laughs> Speaking hard when I'm squeezing your lungs, keep it strong. 
Man, when I heard that verse, I was excited as fuck. I was like, oh, yeah, Dre and and Rock Kim. This is going to be the greatest album in history, nigga. But unfortunately, you know, as many of Aftermath situations go, nothing really worked out because, you know, Aftermath had a roster at that time. They had Eve. They had Buster Rhymes. They had Rock Kim. They had Truth Hurts. They had Joel Ortiz. You know, they had 50 Cent. They had, man, that was a that was a hell of a roster that Dr. Dre had on him. But, you know, obviously, when something pops off, Dre likes to only focus on that one particular theme. Oh, you can't forget Eminem. <laughs> Eminem was Aftermath, too. Can't forget about him. Duh. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, yeah, that addictive verse was crazy. It got me excited. Now, number two is an all-time great song. It's definitely, probably, arguably, I mean arguably, one of the 10 best hip-hop songs ever done, maybe 15. But um, this song is just very important. And um, the song I'm talking about is Paid in Full. And it's obviously, Paid in Full is only one verse and a bunch of talking in the beat. So I'm just going to play it. I'm just going to play the classic verse. And you're welcome to sing it along Welcome to sing along to it at home. Yo, Rocky, what's up? Yo, I'm doing the knowledge, E, man. I'm trying to get paid in full. Well, check this out. Since Norby Waltz is our agency, right? True. Karen Lewis is our agent. Word up. Zakia and Fourth and Broadway is our record company. Indeed. Okay, so who we rolling with then? We rolling with Rush. Our Rush Town Management. Check this out. Since we talking over this deaf beat right here that I put together, I want to hear some of them deaf rhymes. You know what I'm saying? And together, we can get paid and paid and paid understand how important this verse was i mean and then when rakim just first came out you never heard of a rapper like that because everybody was you know everybody was rapping like motherfucking melly mel and shit everybody was yelling you know run dmc and shit was yelling rakim and epmd just came through the game and they was just smooth laid back and talked a whole lot of shit but they were smooth with it. They was laid back with it. And you could just talk. You know what I'm saying? You can could, you could, you could come through with a smooth tone and, 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 and rap that way. 
But number one, I know this record was probably for detox. And of course, as usual, Dr. Dre was taking too fucking long to put detox out, of course. But listen, dog, when I heard this verse, let me tell you something, man. I was like, God damn. Rakim was really that nigga. Rakim was really fucking problematic. In and out of his prime. You know how some people say, you know, um, yeah, man, you know how some people like taper off during their prime and get worse throughout their prime. Well, um, <laughs> this nigga proved on the number one verse that Rakim ever spit. That he is one of the greatest. And the song I'm talking about is Jay-Z, The Watcher 2, which also features Truth Hurts. It just seems like when he was alongside Truth Hurts, it brought the best out of Rakim. And Dr. Dre, of course, had a verse because the original Watcher was Dr. Dre. So, I'm going to give you the number one Rakim verse of all time, The Watcher 2. it's like fucking why did he do that <laughs> i would have been mad as hell if i was jay-z because jay-z had a tough verse that nigga said what i wrote is be the illicit in the game word to the hyphen in my name j-a-y dash hopper the past present nigga the future proper like Dr. Dre had a verse on him too, but it was that goddamn Rakim, man. <laughs> he caught bodies on that bitch, bro. But anyway, man, that is my show for tonight. I hope you enjoyed this edition of, of 10 Verses, and I'm out.